Welcome back to another episode of the MUFCOKC Redcast. I'm Tyler Vaughn. And I'm Alan Langston, and we're here to bring you an American point of view on Manchester United. American. America! Alan, since we last recorded, it's been up and down. Um, That's an understatement. Yeah, down and up, up and down. Um, We had a nice, I say nice, we had a win against Burnley away. Um, Played Palace twice in a week, winning one in the Carabao Cup, losing at home in the league, and then Champions League, uh, dropping another one. Um, So I guess we'll start at the beginning. We, uh, We thought things maybe... We hoped things maybe were on the up and up with a, a nice win away from home. A Johnny Evans masterclass and a, a nice Bruno goal gave us all three points on the road at Burnley. Um, we still didn't look great, though. Like, Burnley's not that good, and we still – I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, considering our form, I'll take I'll take it. But yeah. I still was just walking away from that like, whew, I feel like we got some ways to go. Yeah, it wasn't impressive, was it? I mean, scraping by Burnley with – a goal that, you know, a great goal, but it took a goal like that to beat them. I mean, I guess we had one chalked off for offside, but yeah, it was, uh, it was not impressive. You're absolutely right. But then, I mean, then again, it's a point, it's three points on the road. So, I mean, you can't, you can't beat that. Like that's, you take for that sure. For sure. For um, sure. and then it looked like moving from strength to strength. We, uh, we played a crystal palace, I guess, uh, maybe, um, a second, a secondary side for them at home in the League Cup, and pretty comfortable I mean, win. Um, it was our second side too. I mean, we had a bunch it was, of young, yeah, younger it was. kids playing and stuff. I would, I would imagine our second, our second team is maybe a little stronger than their second team, but um, yeah, a great game. Garnacho got on the score sheet. Casemiro, Martial. Um, it was just a comfortable win. It felt, it felt good. It felt like you know we were trending upwards, and then we had to play Palace again a few days later. Um, at home, but this time in the league, and it was it was night and day from what we saw. Um, I don't know if that's down to Hod- Roy Hodgson making some some managerial changes, some tactical changes, different personnel. I, I saw a soundbite that I guess he he noticed in the midweek that Casemiro was kind of a problem for them, and so when he saw them, he he was dropping deeper in that second game that they really took advantage of it, and they really didn't have much to worry about. They were able to sit back and kind of wait and they had one one half chance and took it man and same old story with us we have all the all the possession you know but no end product and it's, it didn't look good at all yeah it was definitely a lack of creativity um and i feel like it just just wasn't happening and i mean I, this team is already devoid of some confidence and so when you come up against a hard opposition like that who gets a goal in the 25th minute uh, you, you're just in for a rough time, but still, I mean, I think there's enough quality. There's enough of um, experienced players in that squad to get it done, to get at least a goal back and make crystal palace kind of sweat things out. And I didn't even, I mean, I don't even know what the numbers are, but I don't even think we tested that goalkeeper as much as we should have. No. Possession was 77 to 23. And we had, we forced him into three saves three saves we still had 19 shot attempts but only four were on goal like that's just not good enough no not usually, at all usually you think united at home that amount of possession and i, I kept thinking goal's gonna come like you know we looked like we were kind of getting there but it just never really looked really like we were gonna gonna score i just didn't look flat and like you said and there's no creativity in the final third it's just 
Ugh, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's a a personnel issue. I mean, we've got Hoyland, we've got you know Rashford's been a little down, but I mean, there should be enough quality in that side to break down exactly Palace at home. Somebody should find a way through. Um, I, Garnacho so- looked like a good. Sorry, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, um, Garnacho looked immediately when he came on. I thought, okay, he's going at people. He's trying to create something, and I just sat there like, why has no one else been doing that? And again. There's just these tendencies over the last, I don't I mean, you could almost argue the last four or five years. Like, I just feel like the team just kind of goes at this pace of like, all right, I'm going to try and do my job and not mess up so I don't get a big backlash after the game. But I'm going to kind of wait for someone else to, you know, maybe take it over or win it for us. Or I just don't see anybody going, you know what, I'm going to man up, take this fight the whole time and make sure that we get this win. Um, which is surprising because you have Casemiro, Varane, uh, Onana has a bunch of experience, but he's a goalkeeper, so you can't really expect that. But like Bruno, I mean, you got like Rashford at this point. He's freaking 25. He's got enough experience and enough, um, you know, quality to go take the game over, at least in some form or fashion, or at least for like a 30-minute spell and just try to really test, ask some questions and, and make the other team sweat. And I just don't see it happening. It was nothing, man. The body language and the, the intensity looked the same uh, in stoppage time as it did being in the game. It didn't look like they were chasing the game. Like it looked like, you know, whereas you're, you're running down every ball and and everyone's, you know, just just trying everything they can, throwing everything that they added to get a goal. Like it just looked like they were, you know, like they'd given up. Like they're just mentally weak, I think. I don't know. Like, yeah, they there's, you know, all these talks about maybe the locker room. There's a little bit of uh I guess negativity, some leaks, some, I don't know. It's the same thing we go through. It seems like every year um, where someone's not happy and like this, this virus spreads to the locker room and it manifests on the field. And like, it just, they look uninspired. Um, yeah. There's no reason why we shouldn't be scoring at home against Crystal Pass. Yep. No reason at all. Yep. And it, it shouldn't take a super sub to come on and start asking questions. And like, I mean, if we're winning, you know, 17 out of 20 games in a row and then we have a game against palace like this i can somewhat forgive it but given the situation that we're in right now no you guys should be giving everything you got make sure that they feel the pressure and try everything you can to get level and then try to win it and like you said it it just it didn't look like it it didn't look like it at all and we'll get to uh yesterday's champions league defeat in a minute but as it stands we've lost five of our last seven six of ten to start the season which is the first time that's happened since 86 i believe and the first time we've ever lost our first two champions league games ever like we've never never dropped the first two so yeah uh the the loss at home to palace keeps us in the top half of the table on nine points but i mean this team's got a long way to go still nine points off off the top and it was a real opportunity because City lost, Liverpool lost, um, Arsenal. Yeah, just, uh, not Arsenal. Even, uh, not, who else? But there was a chance there to maybe close the gap on the on the leaders, um, and couldn't get it done. And it's just disappointing that they didn't seem like there's any way to motivate this team right now. I don't get it. I don't know if the injuries are. I. It's not just the injuries. I don't think something else is going on. And I think Ten Hag. I, I would never say this early that he needs to be, you know, sacked, but there's some questions to be asked about either what he's doing behind the scenes or his on-field decisions. I mean, I think some of the subs he's made um, have been questionable. Um, the timing of them, 
it's just i don't know sticking bruno on the right i hate i hate it so much man um yeah, it's not my there, favorite. There were times on Saturday against Palace where like you didn't even realize he was playing until the ball yeah. happened to go out there. And you just can't put our most influential attacking player, stick him out on the wing and hope that he's gonna make something happen because he's not, not as often as you would like. I mean, I get Hannibal's doing well in central in the central part of the field, but Bruno's our most important player, at least when it comes to attacking. And yeah, we're just we're wasting him. Um I thought Mount looked fine yesterday out on the right. So in my opinion, and he's played there for Chelsea at times. That's, just put him out there and I, I put think so too, man. Bruno in the middle. I think so too. And hopefully, hopefully they'll figure that out. But yeah, I think Bruno's wasted out there and it drives me crazy. Um, but then, yeah, we, we had a real opportunity at home against Galatasaray. First time to have champions league football back at Old Trafford in a few seasons. Um, had a really nice opening goal from Rasmus Hoyland. Uh, I think Bruno played the ball over the top, and Rashford got on the end of it and and crossed. And Casemiro uh, played it over the top. Actually. Casemiro played it. That's right. Yeah, and he had some wayward passes, but that one was a good one. That was on the money. That smash header, a great finish from Hoyland. Um, who had Rashford great- put that ball on a dime, dude. I mean, I don't know if you can place that ball any freaking better because that player, that defender, was all over Hoyland, and he placed it right in front of his head. <laughs> And in front of the defender's head, and Hoyland just smashed it. That was beautiful. It's amazing he could do that, but then in the second half, whenever he's through on goal and under Exactly. Hit, oh, God, man. Like, you think that would kind of open the floodgates for him as far as, like, okay, like, because, you know, people, if, you know, accuse him of being a little selfish at times, and maybe it's in his head he needs to pass more. And, but it's just, yeah, it was, you know, two steps forward, three steps back, because then we, we give up a, a cheap goal. Um, of course, it had to be Wilfred Zaha with a, a fluky finish. I mean, a ball over the top. Delo's De- 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 got to probably do better defending there. But at the end of the day, you know, he kind of scuffs his shot. It hits Delo and bounces down and loops over Anana. Like, that's the kind of goal that we just, we never score goals like that, too. We, like, those things going against us all the time. Um, and then Hoyland again, uh, incredible goal. Solo effort from, you know, half field and just. I was amazed at how fast he was. I mean, I knew he was fast, but like he would break away speed with the ball. Like yep. he might be our fastest player, like faster than yep. Rashford. That was incredible. Yep. Um, and then of course, not too long after they leveled. Um uh, and then we had the uh the incident. I, that that second goal blows my mind. Like the 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 Dallo Zaha one, like fluky things happen. I understand yeah. it could have been stronger. I understand maybe onana could have done so i don't really want to blame onana on that in my opinion i'm not a goalkeeper like goalkeeping expert by any by any stretch but i i don't know i feel weird like going on and blaming him but the the second goal the gaps that just appeared out of nowhere and then we'll get into this but the third goal like it's a header and lindelof and veron are just like staring at each other like are you gonna get that no no you you got that no no oh crap he's in and i'm just like What's happening? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, the second goal, he just cut right through us on the left. And, I mean, maybe you say that um, someone with a little more experience at left back doesn't, you know, kind of picks up that space and we don't get exploited like that. But at the end of the day, I mean, they still just cut right through us and defending. And defending is so poor. Um, It's so poor. It's it's nuts. But they, they here's the thing. Like yesterday's game, I thought things looked good. I mean, really good in the second half at times. And then we completely capitulate off of one goal, off of scoring a goal, off of, I mean, I'm just, I I just, I can't understand it. It doesn't make sense. And to me, um, I'm not blaming Ten Hag at all. Um, I think there's definitely should be questions asked, but 
to me, it, it it looked like a game where we had everything kind of there to make it happen to where we got a win. And yet, for whatever reason, we couldn't piece the whole game together to actually get the win. And we just fell apart at like the worst times to where we had some great patches. Yeah. Yeah. Great patches. At one point, I think they only had, I think when they scored their second goal, they only had like three shots and only two of them were on target. Uh And those were the two goals. Yeah. After that, we, you know, we lost a man and they started peppering our goal a lot more. But before that, I mean, we had limited everything except they were just got wide open. I mean, granted, Zaha's wasn't wide open, but the second one was wide open. And it was just like, how do we do this, guys? How do we fall apart in just these crucial moments when we shouldn't be falling apart? Yeah. And speaking of mistakes, um, Anana, who had a, who didn't have his best game, we'll just say that, um, gave the ball away cheaply, which led to a, a penalty. You know, he turned it over, playing out of the back, and uh, Casemiro was forced, I suppose, to uh, commit a foul, give away a penalty, which McCarty subsequently missed. Um, but second yellow for Casemiro sent off. We're down a man, and then what? You know, three four minutes later, they cut right through the heart of the team, um, and and Icardi gets his goal. Um, and to me, that looks like we go down a man, and you lose a holding central midfielder, and it looked like no one stepped in to fill that role. Like, uh, yeah. at that point, you got to probably play for the point, right, or at least regroup, um, restructure that team. Um, but no, there was just a big hole in the middle, and they went right through it. And off like, of a header from a defender, like, I, and, and to me, I feel like Lindelof or Varane, someone should have cut that off. Granted, you're right, we were missing a central defender that maybe would have blocked that. But I mean, someone should have taken responsibility. I think Lindelof and Varane both like to kind of sit off. They're not like Martinez up against people, you know, wanting to battle with them all the time. Yeah. Had we had we had maybe Martinez out there, he may have just run up, shut it down. Um, but yeah, it it was it was just I I know they say this a lot, but schoolboy defending, in my opinion. Yeah, no, hundred percent. The defending is killing us. We're just shipping goals left and right. And I mean, anybody who wants to score goals is is getting them at old at old Trafford away. Like we just the defense, I don't I don't know what's going on. I mean, I think Martinez was a huge loss. And like you said, between Veron and Lindelof, that's two guys that probably aren't uh the most physical and teams take advantage of that. I mean, we're just we're getting worked. Um, and then, you know, trying to trying to take the game back to him and we bring out Erickson for Hannibal. Like I thought that was a weird sub. Um we But I thought it worked out well. I thought it, Erickson made great passes. It was okay, but I would have t- I would have probably taken off Casemiro. He was on a yellow at that point, you know. I mean, he was he was playing okay, but like he's not been he's not a ninety minute man this season and he's not, you know, shown that he, you know, was gonna was gonna kick on and, and win the game for us. I thought Hannibal should have stayed. I think Hannibal should be playing as, as many games as possible right now. I think he's a game changer. Um, he's his pressing is awesome, and he's got loads of energy. He's I a, think I I think I saw something after the uh, after the Burnley match. Didn't he play in that Burnley match? Yeah, he covered more ground than anyone in the Premier League this season. Yes, yeah his 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 stats are off the charts as far as work rate uh him and and uh, hoyland both are, are up there in terms of the ground they cover and their pressing stats are just unbelievable so you know i'm glad we have guys like that because no one else is getting it done um yeah at least i think what'd you think of uh what'd you think of mount yesterday and and even the even though we lost against palace yeah i mean 
I think he he's not to blame. I mean, I think he's yeah. I still don't love him centrally and, and sticking Bruno out wide. I think what I think I preferred, like you said, Mount out there for sure. But I don't I don't dislike Mason Mount. I don't. I think we've said it before that he's not going to be the guy that bags twenty goals and you know carries his team on his shoulders. He's in there to to do a job, and I think he does it pretty well. Um, and he's going to get better. And the more he plays, I think the in- injury was unfortunate timing. You know we. We're kind of starting over again with him, but no, I like Mason Mount, and I think he's going to be a good player. We're just going to take a little time to to settle in. Yeah, I thought he looked really good yesterday. Actually, I thought that was maybe his best game in a yeah. United shirt, and it still throws me off that he's a United player. Like I just think of him as Mister Chelsea kind of, and so it's, it's weird. just still weird for me. It's going to take some getting used to. Yeah, um, but probably I, can't quite get over. It. I'll look at him. I'm like, that's oh, a Chelsea player. I don't like him. <laughs> can't exactly. like that guy. But but I, I, I still I, I don't know. I thought he looked pretty good. I thought he, he pressured well, he won the ball back, he fought for us. Another issue I have with this stinking team, and we've kind of gone over it. Um, and I don't know if you've noticed, I'm a little more pessimistic and fired up this time than sober, you know, yeah, uh, optimistic like last time. Um, I just I, I'm sick and tired of watching this team. I feel like when we come up against an opposition who wants to outwork us, who wants to fight for the win or fight for the draw, we just kind of we, we spend maybe like five minutes matching that energy, and then we're like, eh, okay, they kind of want it more than us, so be it. And we just, like you said, soft mentality. We just kind of lay off. And I'm like, no, y'all need to qu- keep matching this energy and keep battling and fighting. And we just, I don't feel like, I'm not saying every player in the squad has to be that way, but, you know, if they're matching you with like eight or nine guys doing that, then eight or nine of your guys need to do it back. And I don't, I don't see us doing that maybe yesterday i saw maybe five four guys wanting to really yeah. battle and i thought galatasaray just wanted it more than us and that's what ended it up you know bringing it home for him which is and we were at home like that shouldn't happen that just shouldn't happen we should be battling and fighting stronger and, and more than we are but i guess that's yeah. the situation we're in i mean i think it's one of those things too where Mar- martinez is a huge miss not just as a player but as a leader um as far as inspiring guys and i don't think that anybody's really stepped up to i mean bruno obviously is is the captain and and tends to be you know pretty fired up most of the time but he's not seeing a lot of you know guys grabbing guys by the scruff of the neck and and trying to get them fired up light a fire it's just it's boring i mean we just yeah we just look un disinterested i don't know it's it's weird man and i don't know where that lies if it's the players if it's the manager not preparing them it's just yeah. And on, does, on top on top of that, I just feel like there's not as much confidence. It's like Yeah, it's definitely confidence too. I mean, we saw with Rashford, we've seen it with Rashford how he he'll go through a few bad games and then he'll make a mistake and everyone jumps all over him and you know he reads that stuff, he sees it all and he probably he he you know, he carries the weight of the club on his shoulders um for better or for worse and he's just when he's not doing well, uh it compounds and he might he might need an extended run on the bench until things get sorted out. I, I would be starting Garnacho over Rashford on the left if it were me, but um, it's hard to drop a guy who scored however many goals he scored last season. Who right. was so I don't know. Um, I don't know what we're going to see this weekend um, against Brentford, but I'm worried. <laughs> I'm definitely worried. Yep. Um, well, let's. Um, we got a special guest today. You want to take a pause? talk to our guest and then come back and preview the next game. Let's do it. All right, man. We'll be right back with uh, a special guest.
All right, we have a special guest joining us today for this episode of the Redcast. Uh, if you've been to Skinny Slims before, you've probably met him, and odds are probably pretty good that you shared a fire and eye shot with him. His name's Aaron Arnold. Aaron, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Yeah, you good, know, Aaron. We're trying to get by, man. It's uh, it's been a rough, you know, ten days or so for the club. Or ten games. Yeah, ten games. Yeah, the worst start in uh, what and since. In 30 plus years, 35 years, whatever it is. Yeah, 89, I think. Yeah. Aaron, talk about uh talk about what's going on with the club. Oh, that's a that's a that's a hot seat. Um just give us give us your your thoughts and feelings on things, you know, air your grievances. That's what this is for. Air my grievances. Well, I have a and part of this thought came from Twitter, of course, and you know that that United Twitter rabbit hole is um something special. Um and now the algorithms have got me. And so I, all I see is every perspective. Uh, but do I agree with some of the thoughts that, you know, as United fans, a lot of people just always think somebody's going to come in and be Paul Scholes or be Ryan Giggs or be Wayne Rooney or be David Beckham. Just because we sign these people doesn't mean they're going to turn out to be the best, you know. Do I enjoy some of our signings? Yes, Tyler, you and I were talking before I jumped on here. Boylan, he's amazing. I, I'm Super excited for the future if we can keep him. Uh, Amrabat, or however you say it, is, I think, a machine. Just He needs to be positioned better. And the state of the club, man, I don't know. It's stressful. Not stressful. Shit. I don't, I don't sorry. Oh, it's stressful. I don't, uh, it's stressful, man. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't live or die by this by any means. But, like, you know, I want to see them do well. Like, you think you're signing these players making these pieces come in getting this manager and then you know yesterday happens or losing the palace on a bounce after just beating them and looking pretty decent beating them it's like it is frustrating never mind i take it back it is frustrating um <laughs> i'm not gonna like get into ownership talk and all that because i don't i i know it needs to change but uh, you know it's not a conversation for me you know it's Clearly, somebody else needs to come in and handle the handle the business. But I don't think I don't think Ten Hag should be the uh, scapegoat here, like we have done every other manager. I joined this illustrious group of NUFC OKC, and all we do is like cycle through managers and cycle through players that they want to bring in, and then blame the manager again. Like it's it's a weird cycle, and it just seems to repeat itself uh, repeat itself every two to three years. So you're not you're not Ten Hag out, not yet. Oh God, not not even close. I am the exact opposite. I think he's got it. I think with the right talent, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, he has the he has a lot of the pieces. It just you know you can't have twelve players injured at the start of your season, or you can't have your entire defense and including your. Sorry, my ring's going off. That's annoying. Uh, you can't have your uh, you know backup defender the guy you bring in to just band-aid the situation also get injured you can't do that like but that's not fair to blame the manager for that it's it's, so you, it's you poor put- I, and the, the united fans like the ones i see on that the algorithms have given me i'm like you guys are just uh trying to think of a word that's friendlier than assholes but I'm like it's not his fault you know and maybe it's the fault of that trainer we brought in from arsenal i don't know but i'm like I'm not going to fault Tim Hogg at all. 
So you think injuries are in the biggest, biggest playing the biggest role in the the slow start to the season? Well, the injuries put the two idiots who have you know life problems, you know, but you know. Well, let's back up a little bit. Um, you mentioned uh, since you you joined the group, things have been rough. But talk us through uh, how you how you found the group, how you found United. What 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 caused you to become a Man United fan, Aaron? I mean, I was a United fan as a kid. Uh, had a you know had a bunch of kids playing soccer growing up. Um, you know, this faded away after I stopped playing in high school. You know, stopped paying that much attention, and then I have a good friend, Rob an Everton fan, never really comes around skinnies that often, but I used to go to his house on weekends and uh, watch Everton play, you know, and then one day, out there's our fantasy football draft, we had all finished drafting, and everybody's, you know, moderately intoxicated from a fantasy football draft, as you do, and somebody's like, we should all choose EPL teams, and I was like, this seems fun, and so people started picking, you know, because Rob was always watching Everton, and they were like, we all needed something else to get into other than the NFL. And so people started picking, and everybody picked clubs, like, you know, not Manchester United. And I was like, well, this is an easy pick. I mean, I played with Manchester United on FIFA 93 or 94 on my computer, like, religiously. And that was the only team I would play with. Uh, it was the only team I'd ever use. And, you know, a pretty good success. also saw a lot of red cards, but had pretty good success. Uh, I was like, fine, it's easy. I'll uh, I'll choose United, and you know they all made fun of me. Oh, you're bandwagoning. I'm like, of course, yeah. I'm from Kansas City. I'm not bandwagoning. You know, like I just like I chose a team, like, and I chose everyone, a team for my child. Everyone child. bandwagons in in the U.S. It's just how it kind of works, you know. And no one's born into it's, it, you know. Very rarely. Yeah, yeah, very rarely. I mean, some people it's, have cool stories, like they went over and got to watch a training, and then go to a game right. at you know Everton, Burnley, whatever, and that's that's really cool, and that's who they're part of. But the rest of us, we have very similar stories to what you did, Aaron. And so, like Rob was like, "Yeah, well, there's I know there's an OKC EPL group, and then I don't know how I figured out that there's a United group, but you know, I started coming pretty much as soon as I knew there was a group, you know, because." Shit, I'm always uh, I'm always looking for a good excuse to go and watch soccer and have a drink or two. Yeah, we'll go with two. Usually, yeah, one and a half. I think is what you do. Yeah, yeah, one and a half. Um, and so yeah, that's and then like being with this group, it like has exponentially grown my uh, desire to follow it, pay attention, read the good articles and the bad articles and that shit i still don't know who's good on twitter and who's not when it comes to the sky sports and not sky sports and not bbc and not i don't know you know i, I don't know you know but it it's definitely been fun and you know over the years i've met um, a few great people plus alan uh you know it's like oh thanks yeah it's it's been good you know and i mean that's how it started. And, you know, it turned into a, I got, let's see, I, I got a tattoo of the devil on my back. And I don't know. I made a note, but I threw it away, I think. No. I got the tattoo in 2018. Uh, I got a, I adopted a cat in 2019 and named it Georgia Best. Not Georgie, because it's a girl. So I named it Georgia Best. But only because of the koozie. I mean, like, shit, I didn't. I didn't know about that before the koozie. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. 
that is a good story. So yeah, but I I know a lot more about Georgie Best because of the koozie. And then you know, like, well, if I'm and people are like, where's your cat's name come from? I'm like, well, actually, it's an alcoholic United player that <laughs> you know. But yeah, sorry. More, more you can, of the edit, story you is can edit that out. You can't be a bandwagon fan whenever you join United at arguably their their lowest point and you know in decades. You know you're you're getting on at the worst time, so no one can accuse you of anything. I came in with Van Van Gaal and then just that, that train wreck that it has been since then. Yeah, but you know you haven't got to see us lift a trophy or at least a Premier League or anything yet. Yeah, no, no, I I've, I've I've seen them lift some silverware. Right, two times, like two times now. Right, is that what I've seen at this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't. Uh, yeah, that's look like we're picking up a league title anytime soon, though. You might have to wait another no. season too. No, but I mean, at least I named a cat after a player, and I have a I have a fucking devil on my shoulder. There like, you go, man. Like you're, a literal you're one, a literal one, not like a fake one. You can't, uh, you can't jump ship now. You can't pick another team. Way too late. Yeah. Well. It says my shoulder, yeah. Aaron, have you been able to see United play live at all? No, I have not. It is on my bucket list, and it's, you know. After after the scenes I saw yesterday, whether or not they're real, I don't know. I don't, not in a big hurry at the moment, you know? Yeah, not right now. Like, it's easy to get tickets right now, probably. Easier. Yeah. All right. But if the Turkish fans are going to be tearing down banners and doing the shit that they were doing, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. So it doesn't like, look fun. You said you played in high school. I did. I did. What position w- did you play? Uh, left back. What oh. I would have called just left defender. I'm left footed. You know, like. Do you want to play for United? Right? Uh, no. We could use another left back. I think. I mean, I might have the same amount of talent at this point, but. Yeah. So do you like watching – like, do you try to watch the left backs, like Shaw and whoever plays at left back for United or not really? I mean, not really. I don't pay that much attention. <laughs> I think I do, however, think Shaw – Shaw's an amazing player, and I've respected him over all these years because he's been a player for United the entire time that I've been, like, dedicated watching for this last decade or whatever it's been, right? Hasn't he been there that whole time? Yep. Well, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't pay attention that much to like, oh my god, I would have done this so much better because there's no way I would have, or I would have, you know, been playing in college or, you know. Well, what's the uh, what's the rest of the season look like for United? How do you predict it playing out? You think once we get some guys back from injury, things turn around? Who's left on injury now at this point? Amrabat's back, Hoyland's back, Mount's back. We still got Luke Shaw, uh, Malasia, Regulon. The left backs are all hurt. Um, Regulon, Regulon hasn't shown me. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably slightly about fifty percent on him. Um, I think he's been better than than what I expected. You know, I mean, better than the Spurs fans would say he was for sure. But maybe that's a true. Just bitter. Um, I don't know. You, you know, seeing. Shaw back. I just I'm always impressed with Shaw's build up and the way he play the way he's in every play. You know, and it's since we haven't figured out how to have a decent midfield, you know, like I like watching Shaw just be a good part of every play. You know, especially in attacking play. Like 
he makes better crosses than people who should be making those crosses. He makes, you know, and it's not like he takes good shots or anything, but you know, every now and then a blind score I'll get to nut. So sure. and I like Shaw. Um I think I you know, I'll stand by y'all's predictions. I still think we somehow creep our way back into top four. I really do. I I think the pieces are there. I think we have the right manager. I just think we got snake bit early. And we got snake bit way worse than I've seen any team with snake bit in a long while. You know, and like I'm not gonna make I don't wanna make excuses, you know, but yeah, it was seeing that list plus the two idiots. I mean, not that I'm a against Anthony and like if, if he's innocent, he's innocent, you know. Uh Sancho can he can jump shit. Yeah. That's probably exactly what's gonna happen. He's I think he's gone sooner than later. Um, Aaron, do you have a do you have a favorite player currently in the United squad? And do you have a overall favorite player from United in general? I mean, I'll go with the second part of that question first. Overall, <laughs> I mean, notwithstanding the fact I named my cat after George Best. Um I God, is this is this fair? I mean, I'm kind of a I'm either I'm either Wayne Rooney or David Beckham. I mean, they're just nice. I'm sorry. I mean, historically, they're Nothing brilliant. Wrong. They were they were both Nothing brilliant. Wrong those Wayne Rooney, you know, did his service time at Everton and all, and that's fine. And I like before I like signed on to be a United fan, I was spending all my time watching Everton, and like you know, so I think that that crossover helps, but. It's one of those two, probably for me, because I don't. Like, you guys talk about all these people, like, what's that goalkeeper with the weird last names, Michael or whatever. Like, <laughs> that wasn't wasn't really my era of like paying that much attention. Um, currently, I mean, I've been butt hurt by this guys. You know that. Like, I had a Mason, I had a Mason Greenwood jersey, so, <laughs> and you guys have mentioned it, I think. So, like, yeah. and to set. Set the record straight. I cut the badge out. I kept the badge and threw the kid away. Um, I don't remember what was said on the cast, but that's what I did. And I I, I haven't ordered another name since. Um, would I? I don't know. Hoyland's given me a lot of promise. So maybe end of season when I want to hit one of those 25 to 50% off sales. Hoyland seems like a good, you know, I'm still a Rashford fan. Rashford's taking a lot of flack. On Twitter, on the uh, social media right now, as just like he's not informed and all that. It takes every piece, but current player, man, Harry Maguire, all the way, Harry Maguire. <laughs> Good choice. I can't wait to see the uh, Maguire jersey show up at the end of the season. That'll be great. Yeah. Hell yeah. Andre, Andre Onana. I mean, he's getting all the love too. So. Hey. When McGuire heads in a winner in the UCL final, it'll be perfect owe, to have to have your. I owe jersey. you twenty bucks. I owe you twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How did our um, prop bet with Fred start? I I don't even remember. I think I think you said something at one point at Skinny's, and I was like, I'll take that bet. And it was we just that went one from of the. Uh, it was that one of those fundraisers, the soccer bash. Okay, so was soccer it? Bash, okay. Fundraisers, and like, yeah, we just bet on Fred goals, and apparently, I don't remember. If I took a Fred goal, or you took no Fred goal. Or I took no for a goal. It just it happened naturally, and <laughs> somehow yeah. one of, one of us paid, and I don't even remember who paid at that point. We we didn't have to pay much because we never seemed to get 
at skinnies the same time at the same time when Fred would actually score. So it didn't, I think it's only happened literally once that we've both been twice. there at the same time. I think it's been twice. Has it been twice? Okay. It has um, been twice. We need it. We need a new one though for, for somebody. I don't know if it needs to be McGuire or needs to be, I mean, Casemiro's our leading gold scorer right now. So we could just, you know, go with that. I don't know. So let's talk about that red card yesterday and how much Onana should own that shit. Uh, that was, but that never should have happened. As much as Onana is is not making you know a great play per se, why is Casemiro just coming sprinting into the screen like that? Like he is just like in my I mean because the rest of the defense is already back, and then I just see Casemiro flying down there like he should have. It's like he realized at the last second, oh crap, I'm supposed to be down there helping out anyway, and so he comes flying in. I saw I saw that build up and I saw it happen and I was like, this is going to end poorly. And it ended as poorly as expected. It's second yellow and yeah, sent off. Like, I, I mean, Ca- Casemiro, I, I understand what he's trying to do with defend, but it looks like Mertens was waiting for that. So I almost wonder if if Casemiro just kind of pushes on him and doesn't slide, Mertens may never even really take the shot. He may work himself into a poor position and just turn around. I, I mean, right. that's all hindsight, so that doesn't mean a whole lot. But I'm just saying Casemiro made that choice to slide in and – I don't know that he had to on a yellow too. That's what's, but but we're only going to miss him for a UCL yeah. match, right? Like one UCL match. So I mean, that's not the that's worst. Not. And it's do you want to get? Do you do you want to get out of the groups? Well, yeah, that's what I said about being Galat, whatever that name is, Galatasaray. I like. Do you want to get out of the group? Uh, I mean, we kind of need somebody like Casemiro. You know? I mean, I agree, but at the same time, he. He hasn't been great this season. He's scored some goals, but I mean, overall, just his overall, like just ability to cover all the ground that Ten Hag wants him to cover, it, it hasn't been great. So, I mean, if we can get someone back in the left back position and put Amorbat there, I, I'm, 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 a, and I love Casemiro. I'm afraid to say it, but we might see an improvement. I am, uh, I am also team Amorbat. Like, I, there's some, he, I don't know. He's just shown some sort of promise that I think he's got. He's he's going to be good for us. But again, this is another loan, and that's you know another business decision that we can talk about on a different day, like I'm going to do this again. Um, but we'll probably have uh, you back. We'll see, Aaron. We'll we'll take a vote. Yeah, me yeah. and Tyler will we'll, vote off. For the listeners, you can't vote though. <laughs> I've, I've only used the S word, right? How are you? Uh, I think I think you used a couple. That's fine. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's hard. Like, nah, it's fine. It's You're damn right it is. You have me in my uh, yeah my typical Wednesday element, and then talking about my no uh, my typical weekend element. This is hard. So where are you, by the way? Red Rooster. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. I used to live right by Red Rooster in Paseo. Me too. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed being down there. It was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Well, anything else you want I'm, to add, Aaron? We'll, we'll let you get back well, to your I, Well, it's up to you guys. If you guys have any, anything else you want to know, man, I'm <laughs> I'm open. Uh, I've answered historical player, sort of. I mean, Rooney and Beckham don't really count. Oh, uh, do you have a do you have a favorite goal? Do you have a favorite United goal that you can think of over the last? Oh shit! How many years you've watched them? See, that kind of stuff doesn't stick with me for some reason. Like, it just doesn't, like, 
stay in my brain for a long time. Okay, do you have a United moment? Just a moment in general? It could be an important tackle, an important save, anything that just sticks out from any of the games? Man. No, God, I'm going to fail your podcast. Um, no, we can edit gonna, this out. We can edit this you, out. You're never going to invite me back, but like – uh, I'm sure it's something David DeHaye did because it has to be. Uh, he's been around for almost my entire like, well, or my entire actual fandom. Um, no, no, sorry. I, I told that wasn't technical, Tyler, but that was, that was close to wanting me to remember everything. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. Aaron, Aaron said ahead of time we were not going to talk tactics or anything to do with the the technical side of the game he just wanted to talk i do say we win 4-1 this weekend though so you can have that quote for the 4-1 4-1 huh who's that'd scoring? be amazing who's scoring goals hoyland gonna get a couple yeah. hoyland's getting two maybe three i oh that's our bet alan sorry it's uh it's gonna Hoy- be um hoyland hat tricks no anthony be, goals okay anthony that's goals, fair we gotta chew we gotta flip a coin for which foot <laughs> which foot <laughs> okay i get now, left i get let's, left let's do a prop bet on the right foot yeah totally totally that'll i i mean if i was i would be willing to bet he doesn't score more than three goals his entire united career with his right foot but you also assume his entire united career is going to be that much longer i mean right? true i mean to me right now everything's pointing to he he seems innocent i mean the way he's acting and i mean it, it looks like it might be but I, who knows who, who knows but the way it's looking right now but anyway still i i mean even if he does play another like five years i'd be i'm, I'm telling you i would be astonished if he scores more than three with his right foot fair i anticipate not this year probably uh hoyland gets 35 next year 35 35 that'd be, that'd be amazing Oof, he can uh, he can get we can have a holland hoyland battle It'll be amazing. That would be awesome. I guess that's more of a dream than an actual prediction, but you know, I, I like it. I like it. Uh, I think we figured it out. I think we're good. We ain't in the top four. Uh, Champions League, I'm not sold on. I think we might be out. Uh, Carabao or whatever y'all call it. Like, I think we're. Do we care? Do we care? It might be our only road back to Champions League other than taking top four or whatever, but I think we can do it. I hope we get top four and the League Cup again just to troll everyone. Be like, look how amazing we are. <laughs> but we just said leave us in the cycle. Uh, manager does something. Manager does gets one result. Manager gets trophy. But so, just maybe trust the process. Yeah. But I've never been I've never been one to say that. Like this is the first time I'm like he might actually be the right manager. You know, it's just, it just yeah. sucks right now. It sucks right now. Again, last time I'll harp on this 12 injuries plus two idiots is a lot. Yeah. You know, that's a yeah. lot. Four, how many can you hold on? How many can you hold on your uh, active squad? I mean, we had 14 that were either injured or, you know, suspect. Yeah. Uh, agreed. So, like, I'm sorry, when you have 14 players, or even if it's only 12, I'm sorry, the math is fuzzy. 
if you can only have 12. That, that's a lot of that's a lot to deal with as a manager, any manager. I don't think Pep could handle losing 12 players. I mean, Klopp would lose his mind more than he normally does. Yeah. And, yeah. City or, City or such a machine, maybe, but I think you're right. Any team that gets hit with that many injuries, it's it's a lot. I remember last year or two years ago, Liverpool got hit with like kind of like yes. we are, where a bunch of defenders were out and they were losing games like four to two and stuff like that. Yeah. And um because yeah, they lost Van Dyke, right? And, yeah, um, but they also like Gomez was out and maybe Trent. Yeah. I mean, they had or or um uh, Robertson, I mean, they had some players out, and they were just, like, online, you know, just making all these excuses, um, which, you know, I guess is somewhat valid. But at the same time, like, when you're big clubs like United, Arsenal, Liverpool, you should have some squad depth and be able to handle that. Now, in my no, opinion, it's, you know, it's – go ahead. City has all the squad depth. Squad depth. City has all the squad depth. They have three three players in every position, and they're – they can always field a team that can probably beat most other teams. That's at yeah. least my perspective. Yeah, agreed. Right. Agreed. Yeah. But, we need to get there, but, and I think Ten Hawk could get us there. It's just I do too. time. Time and money, and money's an issue right now because we're not going to talk about today. Do you, watch, do you watch any other teams? Do you like to keep up with any other teams around Europe? I mean, I get my, I get my alerts. For City, I get my alerts for Everton. Um, that's just that's historical. Like alerts, I've never turned off. Um, no, not around Europe, really. I don't give a shit about Bayern. I don't give a shit about. I don't give a shit about Spain, Italy, Germany. Oh, no, and I, I can assure you, I don't care about the MLS. But that's also another conversation for another day. <laughs> As somebody who grew up in Kansas City who had season tickets from the Wiz to the Wizards from Sporting Kansas City, like, like, no, no, I don't. This is my like, I I don't have enough headspace between the Thunder, United, Kansas City Chiefs. Well, that's it, really. That's that, that's where my sports headspace goes. You know? I'm I'm in the same boat, Aaron. About two years ago, I was like, I just. I had so many teams and so many things I was following. I was like, I think I'm just going to really focus on my two favorite, which is basically anything OSU and anything Manchester United. Those are, those are the yeah. things I'm really going to focus on. Yeah. My, my fourth and dark horse is uh, Kansas Jayhawks. I am a huge Kansas Jayhawks fan. That's a, nice. Again, that's, that's a holdover from growing up in Kansas city, but you know, that's cool. Okay. Did I give you all enough material? You're great, buddy. You can uh, go back and enjoy your uh, your traditional Wednesday happy hour at the Red Rooster. I didn't ruin it. Try and get him to sponsor the podcast. Free drinks. <laughs> well, I'll, see, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, right, we'll man. come and do a live show there. Yeah. Okay. Well, see you, Aaron. Usually... All right, bye, guys. I'll see you. Thanks a lot, Aaron. See you. Shout out to Aaron Arnold for jumping on, um, taking time away from his his happy hour to join us for the podcast. Um, Aaron, we appreciate you, man. Um, 
you're a good dude and we're glad you're on our side. Um, before we right. preview the next game against Brentford, we're going to just talk about other stuff that's going on. And one thing I forgot to mention during the, the last game is all the fallout from the Galatasaray fans at Old Trafford. Did you see all the scenes where after the game? Um, I just saw a couple of things, but I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't pay well, much. United fans had, had left um, and there were thousand, couple thousand Galatasaray fans that were sitting with United fans. Like they had gotten their hands on tickets and that just, that should never happen. Um, yeah. They, United makes it hard enough for their own fans to get tickets or to transfer tickets. You have to be a member of, you know, you have to be an official member of the club and things like that. And here you are, you get all these Turkish fans in there sitting, sitting wherever they want and making it, you know, a better atmosphere for their team. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a really, really, I know it upset a lot of people that, that try and go to these games and have a hard time getting tickets, but it just upsets me from a, I guess it just looks bad whenever you've got, <laughs> whenever your, your home support is, you know, diluted because you've got all these other fans in there. And then at the end of the game, they were tearing down our banners and that really just pissed me off, man. Um, right. Right. That's really bad. That's not a good look at all. No, but hopefully I, I saw that, I guess United came out and, tried to blame it on season ticket holders for giving their tickets away, but I don't think that's what happened. Um, I don't know. Um, anything maybe to save face for the United, anything. United yeah. The, the, the club is, as we've said many times, and as everyone knows is poorly run at best. Um, yeah. But um, what else did you want to talk about? I know we were, we, we talked a little bit about 10 hog being on the hot seat. Do you think that seat's getting hotter by the day? I mean, anytime you lose like that, um, or you go on a losing streak, it it's going to get hot for the manager, and more questions are going to be asked. But I continue to see statements that you know the club are going to back him basically no matter what. Right now, he's not on death, that hot of a seat. Death. When you back the manager, that means they're on their way out. <laughs> but I mean, I, I hope it's true. I, I honestly think you know, like we heard Aaron say, I think he's the right manager for the right job. I think it's going to take a lot to get the former managers cultures and, and just the rottenness in general around the Glazers kind of pushed out of that locker room, pushed away from the players as far as possible. And um, it's going to take some time, even after this spell to build up some confidence again. And I, I think, I think he's got the right mentality. I think Ten Hag has shown a decent, you know, at least as far as I know, a, a good work rate to try and make everything you know, happen to make uh, this team successful. So um, I, I think he's the right guy for the job. What I'm starting to question a little bit is like what we were just talking about is where's the fire from the players. And, and in, as much as people want to blame, and I I'm questioning Ten Hog and some of the subs, like you were talking about and some of those things, but at the same time, like what I'm watching on the pitch, you know, Ten Hog can't go out there and make you run these, these, you know, 30 yard dashes to go press or to to get back and and cover for whatever players out of position so like in my mind i'm sitting here like where's the passion from you know all the players some of them are showing it every match i think you can't really argue bruno like i think he shows it every match i think amrabat's going to give it every match but some of these players man i just i'm like i and maybe it's not their fault maybe casemiro's legs are just gone but part of me is just really starting to question just how much fire they have left yeah, I mean it. It definitely doesn't look like the same team as last year, and I don't know. I, I mean, we've got a lot of injuries, um, but I thought 
after last season, we would kick on this season. And we didn't, I don't think anybody thought we would challenge for the title, but I don't think we thought we'd be this far off the pace this yep. quickly. Um, yep. And obviously the injuries are bad. And um, I think you mentioned it earlier um, when we start to, we get some guys back and we can see Amrabat, you know, playing his preferred position and it'll change some things. Um, but some good news, Anthony's back. He was back with the squad through the Champions League game, came off the bench, didn't really get to do much, but that's good news. Uh, hate him or love him. I know he's kind of a divisive figure, mostly due to his price tag, it seems like. But, uh, yeah, uh, we got him back, Veron's back, Mount's back. So it looks like the injuries, other than the left-back position, have kind of subsided a bit, which is good. Hopefully we see – we figure out what our first choice love is. I, don't, I still don't know if we know what it is. Um, it's, so it's hard. Go ahead. That was something I wanted to bring up was if you look back at last season, I don't know – I feel like I remember watching a breakdown on YouTube because of the injuries and then Casemiro red cards. I don't think there was one match. I mean, maybe there was just one that Ten Hag actually got to play his preferred first 11. Yeah. And I think this season is off to the exact same start because of the injuries, because of, you know, the Sancho, the Anthony, you know, all that stuff going on as well. I don't know that he's got to play his preferred 11. So he's constantly having to move people around, fill holes, you know, and it it's just not a – I'm not saying that, like, we should be losing to Galatasaray because of that, but, like, it's – like, that's still not excusable. But at the same time, it's like he's not getting, you know, the team that he wants to put out there. And you, you get a lot of off-the-field distractions. I mean, you alluded to, to Sancho, um, who – I. I think he might be gone like in January. It doesn't look like that's going to be resolved. I don't think yeah. they're coming back from that. Um, I don't know where he goes. I don't know if Saudi Arabia's on the table or he right. goes on loan or something. I don't really know. But yeah, I think he, I think we've seen the last of him, honestly. Um, which is unfortunate because at his best, you know, he's a great player. Um, but now all these reports coming out where he was apparently a bit of a diva and his time with the England team and City and Dortmund right. and. Played video games too late and all that. Yeah, stuff. Just yeah. showed up late. Yeah, so I mean, you but can't. He's have a that. kid. He, yeah, you know, he's he's what twenty one, twenty two still. I mean, I think he's yeah. I mean, he's early. Is he a little older than that? He's know. he's old enough to know better. I mean, sure. I mean, like you're getting paid to do this, so I mean, I get it. But at the same time, like they're they're still kids, so they're gonna make yeah. some unwise decisions. But it's true. Um, something else I just thought of. Uh, I've seen stats that. Apparently last year United won the most games in the Premier League by one goal by one goal and it was 13. Huh. So we have a bunch of games last year um that you know were close matches. You know we didn't have a bunch of like 3 nils or 4-1s or you know two zeros. We had a bunch of 2-1s, one nothings and and so we we were in a bunch of contested competitive matches. To top that off, we played more matches than any other team in Europe. Liverpool did the same thing the year before, and then they started last year looking pretty bad, kind of like we are. So, uh, well, and then to top that off, I, somebody from The Athletic did a rundown of all the mileage and all the traveling that we did for our tour. Yeah. So if you compile all of that, and, and, the, and the, the guy from The Athletic basically said this was asking for an injury crisis. When uh -huh. you consider how many matches they played last year, how much they traveled for their U.S. tour. Um, we had so many games for our, for our summer tour, um, not just in the U.S., but in Europe as well. I think that, you know, like he said, it, it 
it's just was too much. It was just too much. It wasn't enough rest time. And it was just asking for this team to um, look tired early on and, and have a bunch of injuries. So it's a bit of an excuse, I guess, but it's, I'm just trying to put some perspective on maybe where the team is and why they look the way they do. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about Andre and Anna? A lot of people are, are not happy uh, or at least missing David De Gea. It seems like at this point, are you, are you sold that he's the guy or are you still, still waiting to see more? I'm confident in Onana. He'll come good. Uh, you know, like I've said before, De Gea had some very sketchy games for the first, you could argue the first three seasons. I mean, I remember what was that match? I think it was under, it would have been, it would have been, it would have been Sir Alex um, when he had just an amazing game against Real Madrid in the uh, Champions League. I just thought he made some awesome saves. And that was like the first time I saw him. And I was like, all right, De Gea looks like he could be like a really good keeper for us. Um, I just, I don't know why that one always stands out in my mind is when he kind of, in my mind, came up and was like, all right, I think De Gea is going to like stamp this spot as his own. Yeah, I mean, he um, did come in much younger um, than or not less experienced. Um, true, it took him some time to settle um, and kind of develop the physicality. But he was a league winner his second season. Um, not to say that he was the reason for that, but right, he was. You know, he became the guy pretty quickly after a rough start. Um, but if you not- look at his stats over the last like three seasons, I mean, yeah, it's not. It don't get me wrong, he had the clean sheets last year. But beyond that, like if you look at goalkeeper stats, like he he wasn't great. No, I mean, and it doesn't help that you bring in a keeper who's supposed to be, you know, miles better with his feet, and then he gives away <laughs> ball yesterday. True. Uh, that and he doesn't make a ton of big saves. He's not going to make those saves like De Gea because no one really is making saves like De Gea um, can do. So, I think Courtois. It's, but, yeah. yeah, it's just it's. I think people are always going to, you know, he. You miss a guy like De Gea who was around for a decade and he had a lot of good memories and you know he was a he was a great player. So it's just you hate to see a new a new goalkeeper with all that pressure come in and make some mistakes right off the bat because it just doesn't help things at all. Not for him, not for the team and the exactly. our, our fickle fan base, just some of the worst. I mean, we don't need to worry about rival fans because our own fans are are bad enough sometimes and the abuse that some of these guys get, it's it's insane. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think Onana will come good. I think Rio Ferdinand and Gary Neville put it really well. We're like, this is the most scrutinized position in all of soccer. It is the most watched. And so like rival fans love to like give you a hard time about it. Our fans love to come out and just scrutinize it because you may not have much to do, but you let one goal in and we end up losing. You get the blame for whatever reason. So look, it's it's a tough spot for Onana to be in. I wish De Gea was still here so that, you know, if Onana hit a bad spell and Ten Hag feels like, all right, he's not the most confident, let's put De Gea back in there. Let's give him a time to kind of reassess. And then, I mean, I'm not saying that's the best idea. I'm just saying there'd be an option there. And I don't feel like he really has that now. Um, but yeah, De Gea hasn't looked great over the last few seasons. As much as I love De Gea, I, I really like De Gea. I wish he could have stayed. I wish he would have been let go in a better way. Um but no, I, I think Onana will come good. I think under Ten Hag, you have to have a goalkeeper like Onana the way that Ten Hag wants to play. De Gea wasn't going to cut it. Yeah. And I mean, if people people are quick to forget the uh, the end of last season, some of the mistakes De Gea made that, exactly. that, cost, that cost us. So, exactly. Uh, no, I wish um, all you... the best, but it was time to move on. Yeah. Hey, so 
what position did you did you play forward in high school? Um, like forward and outside mid a lot, yeah. Okay, cool. Mostly outside mid in college. I was curious what you thought of Hoyland and, and how he's looked so far. Oh, he's incredible. Striker for um, yeah, there's a 19 year old kid coming in and just he looks like he's yeah he's our our most exciting player right now. I mean, he's doing things on his own and. He's big and fast and strong, and I love it, man. I I want to see more. Hopefully, he doesn't get hurt. Hopefully, it didn't just jinx him. Um, <laughs> right, right. We finally uh, we've got a number nine, and it feels good. It's been a while since we've had a proper number nine. Yeah, yeah. I think, man, that goal that was disallowed, just the composure he had to let that guy go by and just Dude. put it in. I was like, that was awesome, and I'm a little frustrated that it didn't count. But I know, I know, that was a really nice goal. He's uh he's very savvy. He's very smart. And physical attributes are off the charts. He's going to be a fun one to watch. Hopefully, we can hang on to him for a while. And not Dude, his, his, like you were saying, like his pace he showed, uh, his holdup play. I thought the dribbling, like when he had guys coming at him, there was one point I think he had three guys on him, and he still dribbled around it, or at least at least out of it to save the ball and pass it off. I was like, this is amazing. Like we need <laughs> we need more guys like that. Yeah, he's by far like the only positive thing we can take away from some of these recent performances. Um, he's the man. I, uh, Aaron alluded to you know getting a, a shirt with his name on the back, and I think it's a good shout. Like he, hopefully he'll be around a few years, and yeah, he's only going to get better. I'm excited because um, he's still. What have you thought of the? What have you thought of Amrabat so far? I mean, he looks. Average. I know he's out of position. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. He's he looks like he tries. He, he does the weird thing where he like grabs the ball a lot when he falls down. And I hate that. Like <laughs> he's gonna pick up a lot of yellow cards. I mean, what are you doing, man? Um, but I mean, he looks like he's got some passion and fire about him. I just I want to see him play centrally. Um, I don't like him as a left back. He looked he did okay in his, his first game out there, but he's not a left back, and and you can tell. Um, <laughs> I thought his passing in that Palace. Uh, the three nil win yeah. versus Palace. I thought his passing was great. Yeah. I mean, he definitely offers that. Um, I, I like his like... willingness to to go front to back. You know, he's he's pushing up, trying to do the overlap, which is yeah. great. Um, but yeah, I like you were saying, he's not a left back, so I'd like to see him in the central midfield role and and see what he can do there. Yeah, if we're gonna play Palace's B squad every week, then yeah, he can play left back. But in Champions League and and against the big boys, he's going to get exploited. So um, yeah, we need to we need to get a left back back soon. <laughs> like, oh my know. gosh, yeah. Maybe maybe the low can play left back and and Lindelof can play right, and then Harry Maguire can come back in or a back three. I don't know. Yeah, where's Harry Maguire? What's he doing? <laughs> yeah, we need Harry Maguire. <laughs> the back three would be interesting. I was talking to Raymond yesterday about it. That would be. I mean, like I'm all for trying anything that gets us to stop conceding so many goals. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong. I just don't want to give up. I, I feel like another problem we have is getting forward and scoring goals. So if we if we do the three at the back and then we have more players back, then it's like, are we giving up the opportunity to score goals going forward? So it's like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if there's a perfect scenario, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I'm also seeing a lot of things online about, you know, are Man United in crisis? So what's your what's your opinion? Are we in crisis? You think it's, we can pull ourselves no. out of this? It's October, yeah. Give it time. I mean, injury crisis, sure. Uh, but no, I would not. I wouldn't write this team off. I mean, we we're not that far off Champions League places. Um, I would say if if we're still hovering around the middle of the table come Christmas time, then then we're in crisis, and then something yeah, it's got to go. Someone's got to go. But yeah. until until then, um, no, I. I think uh, I think Aaron said it best. Trust the process. I think he's the first person to ever say trust the process. So we'll go with that. That's uh, that's going to be the 
title of this episode, Trust the Process. I, I hate to reference Arsenal, um, but I, I think that they showed faith in Arteta and it's paid off. And I, I think we got to do the same thing in Ten Hag. 100%. 100% right. You got to give a guy more than than two seasons for sure. Give him three and give him a few transfer windows. He's bought pretty well. Um, you know, the players he's brought in have helped. have improved the squad for the most part. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely uh, on board with letting him see out the rest of the season and things will, things will get better. Um, and if not, the women, the United women got off to a flying start with a 2-1. I saw win. that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great header to win it in the 90 90- something minute right yeah stoppage time winner man uh, time, yeah so i Furby guess time yeah if, if things don't go well for the men i guess we can all meet at skinnies and watch the women's games i don't know that's right we should start doing that just to troll the rest of the group of the other groups at skinnies just start watching women's games that'd be, that'd um, be so bad <laughs> i wanted to bring a little bit of positivity the last i believe this is correct uh from what i've heard or read online but uh the last time we started this bad was when sir alex ferguson was in charge back in 89 88 so uh-huh. that's that i mean i'm just saying that could be a good omen it's bad now boys or guys or yeah. girls and boys but it could it come could come good you know give him a, give him a couple more seasons yeah went on to win the fa cup after people were calling for his head so yeah i mean i'm not going to compare eric ten hog to sir alex just yet but um you know keep i'm it. doing it now you heard it here first and in other positive news, I forgot to mention this to Aaron because he mentioned Dave Beckham, the new Netflix documentary just dropped today. I cannot wait. Let's watch yeah. that. I mean, it's going to be so good. And Sir Alex is going to be in it. I'm very excited. <laughs> yes, I I, uh, I saw that as well. I'm I'm excited to queue it up. And, and I think it's it. like a, a four part thing, right? It's pretty lengthy. Um, He's one of the reasons I started supporting supporting United in the first place was just David yeah. Beckham. So I freaking love David Beckham. Everyone loves David Beckham except for. Argentinians and some weirdos <laughs> from the late late nineties in the World Cup that hated him. Well, I guess other England fans, yeah, hate him, but that's a different story. Um they hate all United players. So. Yeah, that's how it goes. You can't not love David Beckham though. He's a treasure. Um why isn't no, he Sir why isn't he Sir David Beckham yet? You know? Come on. Right. Right. Um, well, do you want to jump into talking about the the next game against Brentford? Let's do it. All right, you want to just roll roll with it right now? Because I honestly didn't do a lot of homework. I mean, I know I know a little bit about Brentford, but they're right right behind us on the table. Seven points, 14th place, and they, they just drew with Forrest. That's about all I got. Um, what do you know about Brentford? Yeah, same thing, man. Um, I know that Everton <laughs> Everton handled them pretty well, um, and Everton has not looked good. So if that's anything to go off of. Um, yeah, most I, recently they were – one. what's up? Ivan Tony still suspended, so that's good. And that, that helps. <laughs> yes, that should help. <laughs> <laughs> um although crystal palace last week didn't have their top goal scorer and that didn't seem to matter for us True. But, bless it you're right <laughs> um so yeah one one with brentford most recently lost to arsenal one nothing in the uh carabao cup three yep. one uh, to brentford lost to newcastle one nothing so it doesn't look like they're scoring very much but they're also not letting in a whole lot except for everton mm. so i mean i think we're gonna have to be clinical try and take our chances when we get them and um, I, gosh, I just hope we can just keep them out. I mean, if they go one nil up in the first twenty minutes, I just I don't know how this team is going to handle that with everything else that's gone on. I just oh, the crowd it. will turn. It's a home game. If we concede, we'll, oh my god, you will hear a lot of boos and a lot. It'll of, be bad. Yeah, it'll be bad. This is this is a must win game. I thought yesterday's game was kind of must win in terms of Champions League, but in terms of just the health of the the club, the sanity of the common fan, they need to get a result uh, against Brentford because if they lose that and 
Oh God. I don't even want to think about it. We're going to win though. We're going to win. It's going to be great. Um, I like Aaron's uh, prediction of four, one. I, I, I hope I would love yeah. to watch that. That would be amazing. I'll go three, one United. Yeah. Hoyland yeah. trick. I'm pulling for a three nil. I think I'll, I'll, I'll go with a three nil. Hoyland, oh, clean, Hoyland clean gets sheet, another huh? brace. Yeah. Another brace and maybe Rashford gets on the sheet. So they could use that man. Rashford needs some goals. No doubt about he it. He just, Oh my gosh, dude, he needs confidence. Like, the way he just held onto that ball yesterday and didn't pass it off. Um, I, I thought the timing of when he decided to pass was a little off. I think like a split second earlier would have been better, but yeah. just the pace on it and the direction on it. I was like, dude, he, I, too he much just time got to it think. all wrong. He yeah. had too much time to think. He had the back of his mind. He's thinking I better, I, if I shoot this and miss, everyone's going to hound me. Uh, I better yep. play this across and then just under hit it. And yep. it waited too long. Yeah. He, you know, last year he's, he smashed it on the back of the net, just ripping it. And He's a confidence man. He needs to he needs to get his spirits back up. Hopefully, hopefully that that starts again this weekend because yeah, we need him firing on all cylinders. I really like Rashford. I really do. But there are games where even he scores or gets an assist, and I still just sit there and like, man, I wish you would just take people on more. I wish I could see. I, I just want to see a little more out of him. So I don't know what I don't know what maybe that's just how he plays. That's just how he is. He's predictable. But... He's very predictable now. Exactly. People know how to defend them. Yeah, he does the exact same thing almost every time. Um, he kind of just cuts in from the left and kind of bundles through players. Um, occasionally cuts back, but usually nine times out of ten, he's doing the exact same thing, and it's it's easy to defend. I think at least it's easier for than it was last season when people couldn't stop him. But I don't know, man. I think I think it's a mentality thing. I, I he just isn't making the best decisions. Don't get me wrong. If you start scoring and assisting every game, like you're going to have more confidence and you'll probably start making some better decisions. But like I said, even games last season that I saw him score or, or assist, I still would be like, you know, that's great. But there were still tons of moments. I felt like you could have been better, could have been more clinical, could have made a better decision. So yeah. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's just his mentality, but I would I would like to see because I think Rashford can be world class. I really do. I think he has that within him. He just, for whatever reason, hasn't been able to take that step. Well, he's um, he's an academy kid, so we're going to support him, right, no matter what. Absolutely. He, Absolutely. He gets, he gets the, the lion's share of the abuse online, I feel like. He gets a lot of it, and probably because he's an, an academy kid, and people see him as, you know, expe- I guess people expect a lot out of him probably. Exactly. Is, and that's He's that's been playing for nine seasons. Yeah. He's, this is ninth season for United. That's crazy. It is crazy. He's a... Uh, He's entering his prime. His prime years is a forward, so he better he better turn it on, you know, or else, or else I won't buy his jersey this year. <laughs> well, anything else you want to add before we we cut this thing off, man? Um, no, I think um, I think the Glazers should leave United and sell it. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. So did you see the stuff about Ratcliffe and like him yeah, wanting to buy a minor share, maybe? And I don't even know what that means. Like, why? What are we doing? Like, just can't we just get rid of the Glazers? I mean, sitting here watching Newcastle dominate PSG, and I'm just like, right. like that could be us. <laughs> and get some yeah. guitar money in, and I saw something. Care. I saw something about the Qatari guy potentially doing another bid of some kind or restructuring something as well. But I don't know. I feel like people just post that stuff just to get clicks because they know United fans will get all excited and just. For sure. I mean, we haven't seen anything at this point. They're they're holding off for 10 or whatever it is, eight or 10. Right. And yeah, no one's, no one's ponying that up right now. I mean, if anything, they should, the club should be a, a discount. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So, hey, hey um, after this is the international break after this weekend. Is that, is that right? right? Are we on break after this? No way. We got another game? No. I think you're right. I should know that. I kind of think so. Yeah, yeah you're Brent, right. You're right. Yeah, the Brentford schedule I have up, they don't play for another 14 days. So, well, I'm glad we recorded this episode. Otherwise, it'd be like a whole freaking month without recording. Um, I know. I know. And now that we've recorded, we will win because that's naturally going. Yeah. We, we won't be able to record. Well, maybe we'll record next week after a win because we don't ever get to have any fun on this podcast. Right. <laughs> Right. At least we went a week without of our controversy for us. At least it was Liverpool this time that got screwed. Did you listen oh to that gosh. audio? Oh I mean, my gosh. I mean, I mean, I get it. It was a miscommunication and everything, but yeah. good lord, that's bad. That's Amateur bad. Hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, it wasn't us, so I don't really care. <laughs> Did you see the the meme I posted saying uh <laughs> first time? <laughs> And it has the United over James Franco, and then the other guy oh, is Liverpool. He's like, he's yeah. about to get hung, and he's crying or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, first time. Yeah, welcome to the party. Yeah, we don't ever get calls, though. Or we get them all the time. I mean, everyone thinks that we get all the calls, Alan. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, apparently. All right, let's cut the rambling off. We play Saturday at 9 a.m. against Brentford at home. Um, I'll be as Kenny Slims. I will be able to make it out this weekend. Man, all these 9 a.m. games. I coach my son at 9 a.m. in his uh, soccer league. So I have to like pull out my phone, randomly watch, and then keep coaching, and then randomly see something. And then I, I usually catch up once we get home at about 10 o'clock. So fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we'll hold it down at Skinny's for you. Um, and hopefully we uh, enter the break with the big three points. Um, that's right. Anything else you want to add? I think that's it, man. We covered all it. Right, dude. Well, uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. Come on, you Reds. Up the Reds. Up the Reds.